everybody. Welcome to the First Pres Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast channel or our YouTube channel for the latest Sunday messages. We're so glad that you're listening, and we are praying that the following message inspires you to take your next steps towards Jesus. Wow, church. Wow. We made it to Christmas. Amen? And we're lifting the name of the Lord. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. I encourage you to have your Bible in front of you. Turn it on your phone or you at home. I certainly encourage you to have your Bible open on your laps as we look to this passage this Christmas time. Matthew 1, 18 to 25. As we open the words of Scripture, let's open our hearts to the voice of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, open your word to us, we pray, and open us to your word that we can hear your voice full of grace and truth. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Matthew 1, at verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Jesus. Well, don't we love the last-minute stories? The last-minute stories, that great turn right at the last minute. At the last minute, old man Marley saves Kevin from the wet bandits with a couple of solid whacks from that terrifying snow shovel. Do you know what movie that is? Home Alone. That's good. All right. Call it out when you know it, okay? At the last minute, New Yorkers sing with cheer for all to hear. Yes. (laughs) Giving Santa sleigh just enough Christmas spirit to have power. At the last minute... All the citizens of Bedford Falls, there you go, (laughs) come rushing in with their cash, and they drop their cash in front, and and they save the savings and loan. There's no spoiler alert needed for these movies, is there, people? You know this stuff. You've either seen it or you haven't. You know what? We even watched a, a Hallmark Christmas movie in my house this year. I'm not embarrassed to say and, if, and if, you can, if you can claim that you recognize this movie, I'm going to give you a free pass to Wonder Village. Are you ready? At the last minute, 
Lucy decided to leave that big city job and take a chance on the new boyfriend she found back in her hometown where she had to save the family bed and breakfast. Anybody have a guess which Hallmark movie that is? All of them, right? (laughs) All of them. That's the same thing time and time again. There's a movie called uh, Five Star Christmas. Did you have it? Five Star Christmas. Free pass, Wonder Village. Five Star Christmas. It was the movie of the year. I cried, you know. Most important film of the year. We love the last-minute twist. But you know, if you love the last-minute twist, you have to hang on a minute. You have to hang on to see it, don't you? If there's one thing 2020 has done for us, friends, it has taught us to hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I chose Joseph for us to look at this year. So I think Christmas can be a little bit hard to face this year, to be honest. None of us is doing things exactly as we want. None of us is getting it exactly as we planned. We're making the most of it but you'd be forgiven to feel just a little bit grumpy this year. And if there's anyone in the Christmas story that had the right to feel a little bit grumpy, I think it's Joseph. I think it's Joseph. But Joseph hung on a minute. He was able to to hang in there and see God is up to something. God is doing something, something worth the frustration, worth the struggle worth hanging in there to see come about. God loves the last minute. Hang on for it. Hang on for it. Verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Found to be pregnant. Don't you love how the Bible puts some things sometimes? Found to be pregnant? Huh? What? Well, that's just great. My fiancé has been found to be pregnant. That's the first test for Joseph, isn't it? What to do now? What to believe? If I were in his shoes... I think I would have allowed just a little bit of cynicism to slip in. Cynicism is the conviction that we know how the story ends even before the story begins. It's not uncommon for cynicism to accompany Christmas. The pressure out there to make it all happen, to produce the feelings, to manifest the Christmas magic, you know, it can actually push your heart the wrong direction entirely. Cynicism masquerades as wisdom, but it's not. It's actually just a jaded pessimism that tries to protect your heart from disappointment. But it doesn't protect you. It doesn't help. In fact, it traps you. It binds you. It limits your, your possibilities, and, and it cuts short your potential. 
A study in the medical journal Neurology in 2014 found that people with high levels of cynical distrust are three times more likely to develop dementia, have a hard time recovering from illness, and demonstrate low emotional resilience, cynicism. What feels like being in control and being, you know, above it all is actually making your heart brittle and stale. We don't need cynicism. We need wonder. We need wonder. Joseph held in there. Joseph the silent. Kids in the room, and if you're seeing at home, I'll give you just a second to find Joseph on the stained glass window behind me. I'll give you a hint. He's holding a lantern. Can you find him? You see him? Joseph. Joseph the silent, we call him, because you know he never says a word. He never says a word. But what do we do? We watch his actions. Joseph held in there. Verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. To divorce her quietly. See, that's, that's noble. It's actually godly. True righteousness is, is more than moral purity. Godly righteousness is a willingness to endure the shame of others, to let their mistakes become your burden. That's Christ-like righteousness, and that's what Joseph was set out to do. Now, Mary, she made no mistake. She had no cause for shame, but Joseph didn't know that. Not yet. Still, he was willing to resist the urge to defend his reputation. Whatever needed to happen would be done in love, not spite. Again, what would you do if you were Joseph? Where would you be? Where would your mind be? Oh, well, now I know who this woman really is that I was about to spend my whole life with. And now I I can tell you the whole story and how it plays out. In fact, I know how all of this is going to go from here. I mean, my my life is trashed. My reputation is tanked. my, My dreams are in the dumpster. How quickly we write the whole story, right? We can write the whole story to the end just like that. Oh, great. Now I have to wear a mask for the rest of my life. You know? We're never going to be able to do church. I might as well sell off my luggage and and delete my frequent flyer miles because we're never going to get to go anywhere, see anyone, do anything fun at all ever again, right? That was me over coffee yesterday morning. (laughs) Hang on a minute. Then came the angel, verse 20. But after he had considered this, (laughs) all this, I think that whole dialogue is right there in that phrase. After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, said, Joseph, son of David, Do not be, what? Afraid. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy 
Spirit, hang on a minute. This is the ultimate hang on a minute moment, isn't it? An angel, an angel. I mean, it's God. It's more than a message from God. It's, it's God. God is doing something. It's more than a dream. It's more than just, just one message. God is up to something. God is involved. What's that phrase? From the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I read that before, although I didn't even hear it. All, all I heard was found to be pregnant. I, and then I stopped listening. But look at that back in verse 1. Through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit of God, through the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is involved. God is doing something. Hang on. Just a minute. Something in Joseph's heart was humble enough to stop himself, to stop the cynicism and the jaded pessimism and the the know-it-all attitude, and and to be open, open, just a crack, just in his heart, just a bit to the possibility that God is doing something, something in his life, something bigger than his life. Part of him sure says, I know what really happened. But, but, but part of him remembers, as you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. Part of him says, oh, I can write the whole story from here. I know how this is going to play out. I can tell you the whole sordid tale. But then another part of him recognizes that God's work, the Holy Spirit, it's mysterious and wonderful. Jesus would later say, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. I wonder. Friends, I don't think there's any better message for Christmas 2020 but simply to say, God is involved. That's big. That's a wonder. Hang on a minute. A pastor named Dietrich Bonhoeffer preached at at Christmas in his country, Germany, as it was falling into the grip of rising Nazi power. He preached on Luke 21, 28. That verse says, look up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Bonhoeffer said to his church that day, Advent, Christmas, creates people, new people. We too are supposed to become new people in Advent. Look up. You whose gaze is fixed on this earth, who are spellbound by the little events and changes on the face of the earth, look up to these words. You who have turned away from heaven, disappointed. Look up. You whose eyes are heavy with tears, look up. You who 
burdened with guilt, cannot lift your eyes. Look up. Your redemption is drawing near. Something different from what you see daily will happen. Just be aware, be watchful, wait just another short moment. Wait, and something quite new will break over you. God will come. How dark is it? How dire? Hang on a minute. It isn't over yet. The angel keeps going with Joseph. Verse 21, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. God is at work. God is involved. In fact, the baby is God. God at work to save a savior. Name him Jesus because it means God saves. And a lot of times the kind of saving that we think we need is is saved from inconvenience or saved from bad situations or saved from frustrating limitations and, and, and the mess of life. But maybe Joseph, Joseph knew enough to know the real saving we need is saving from our sins. At the very root of all that is wrong with the world in which we live is our disobedient rebellion against God. Our sin. Verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph, name him Jesus. God saves. He's called Emmanuel, God with us. God saves God with us. God saves by being with us. The above us God comes down to be the with us God in Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. You know, if anyone had cause to be grumpy at Christmas, I, I, I think it was Joseph. But Joseph chose a different track. <laughs> There's a famous quote going around this year by the boxer uh, and philosopher Mike Tyson. And the quote goes like this. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right? He knows a little bit about that. You know? Teach what you know. You know? It's a good quote for this year, isn't it? (laughs) Joseph got punched in the mouth. Joseph took a punch. He took a punch. He got knocked down. But then he got back up. He didn't give in to cynicism, no jaded pessimism here, no small-mindedness, no shrinking of his life, no brittle and stale heart that knows already what everything's going to be and how bad it's going to be. Instead, what did he do? Joseph, he stood up and he chose selfless, hopeful, obedient, and active faith. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. Joseph the silent becomes Joseph the obedient. He never said a word, but his actions speak louder than words. What can we say about a year like 2020? 
A friend of mine is also a pastor out in California. He said around June, uh, he said, maybe it's not the year we wanted, but maybe it's the year we needed. And I thought at the time, I thought, I can, I can understand that. That makes sense. Because we're learning so many things. We were learning so many things. We were learning how to stop our racing lives. We learned about home. Home is a, it's a different place when it's, it's not just a landing pad to refuel, you know, for your next launch. Home becomes a different place. We were learning about being close as, as a family. We were learning our limitation of, of jigsaw puzzles. I'll tell you that. Uh, 500, okay. 1,000? I don't think so. 5,000? Get it out of here. But we're learning so much. We're learning so much. We were learning how to worship, how to worship, not just to come to church and watch what happens, but worship, where you realize in your own mind, if if I'm going to give God the worship and the glory and the praise and the adoration that God deserves, if I'm going to do that, well, I'm going to have to, to do that from my heart right here in front of the screen. We were learning things, so many good lessons, but then... It just kept going. We began to see the the damaging effects of a pandemic and and lockdowns, and we saw the loss of lives. Businesses closing, restaurants shuttered, nerves frayed, burnout set in for some, marriages ended for others and it'll be years before we really know what our children experienced are experiencing it just kept going not the year we wanted not the year that I would wish on any of you again but hang on a minute what is God doing in a year like this? Could God be up to something, something big, something bigger than than our lives? What is God up to? Revealing deep needs, calling us to repent and turn our lives, showing us our frailty, our mortality to those who thought they were past all of that, realigning our values uniting a world around a common cause, revealing deep spiritual needs that are only fully met in Jesus Christ. Resist the the jaded pessimism, the, the life shrinking cynicism and open up to the wonder. Look among the nations and see. Wonder and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. Friends, Joseph was able to hang in there Hang in there. Hang in there. God is up to something. I'm sure of it. And you will see it. You will see his work in your life. The child in Mary's womb is the Lord himself. Come to set us free. Hang in there like Mary. Hang in there like Joseph. Hang in there like the disciples when their, their Lord and their friend had been killed on the cross and was lying dead and cold in the grave. Hang in there. God loves the last minute. 
God is involved. He is at work. So let's light a candle. Let's light a candle at the end of 2020, a light to bless our city, a light to shine hope on tomorrow, a light to bear witness that Christ has come, Jesus took on flesh, and if God himself would walk the earth in Jesus Christ, his son, anything is possible. And we can keep our hearts open to the wonder of Christmas. Lord, our prayer is that you would be our strong redeemer, that you would be our help and our salvation, that you would break in to the places where we have closed off possibility and that you would show us the wonder of your saving grace. Help this world. Help its people. Help your children. Be our redeemer. We pray it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who teaches his church to pray together with one voice, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, in just a moment, I will offer a a benediction over all of us. But listen now. Worship is not finished. The ushers will dismiss us from the back, from every venue, and we're going to walk outside, and I want you to gather together in front of the doors of the sanctuary. We're going to sing just a little bit of of carols, and when you hear Silent Night, well, then you take out your candle, and you lift that light. You lift that light. Now, you at home, don't go anywhere We're taking you right outside with us and you're going to be there with us. Find a candle in your house and let's together lift up a light. Let's light a candle. One body, one church, one people lifting one light of hope to the glory of God Almighty this Christmas. Now would you stand to receive the benediction. The light of hope is over us. If God would come in Jesus Christ, there's anything is possible. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each of you today and tomorrow and forevermore. Merry Christmas. Amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Colorado Springs area, we would love to meet you on a Sunday morning. To plan your visit, head to our website at firstprezcos.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-C-O-S dot org.